Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Warfighter podcast. This is our pre-industry event teaser for DSET 2023. First, it's very important to mention who's on the call. We've got, as always, like a bad smell, Colin Hillier is here. That's fine. <laughs> I'm back. So glad I'm far away. <laughs> to provide us the benefit of his decade plus experience of DSET, or at least coming up to that. And also, Tess Butler, the CEO of Ruddy Nice and founder of DSET. Welcome to both of you. Thanks very much, Tom. How are you? I am very well. We've got a lot to talk about, and I'm really keen to keep this to around about 10 minutes. I want it to be fast and furious. And the main effort for this chat today is about giving people, obviously, people listen to this podcast are interested in the industry, may or may not know about DSET. If they don't know anything about it, then of course we can enlighten them. And if they do, this is about giving people who are thinking about going to DSET or are going to DSET a really kind of top level. This is what's happening. These are the exciting things to look forward to and where to find them. So I'm really keen to get into it. But in keeping with tradition for the podcast, Tess, for those that don't know you, could you give us uh, an instruction to yourself and your background? For example, the interesting things that I've learned that you, you're a fluent Russian speaker, which I think is wonderful. And that, I didn't know that. So that's quite cool. It's quite you, cool, but I did, a, I, I did a degree in Russian. So if I didn't speak Russian, it would be a bit embarrassing, wouldn't it? After that, I have worked in defence training and education and simulation for coming up 24 years this year. Sad face. Clearly started when I was 10. So that's basically it. And I've worked for large corporates and the other side of the wire with armed forces all over the world. So it's my passion. Yeah, for anyone that you know, does know Tess, they will know that it is definitely, if they cut you, you, you bleed MS and T, you know, <laughs> that's, yeah, this, that, that's the kind it. of, you know, that's really where your passion lies. And how do you find yourself founding Ruddy really Nice and, and launching DSET? So I had worked for industry for about 17 years doing business development, marketing, PR comms, but also being embedded in looking at training requirements with the military. And one of those things that we do, we all do in industry is go to lots of events, right? They're a core part of what we do throughout the year to actually engage with our customers, meet other people in the community and generally network and, and get business done. When I founded Ruddy Nice, which was 12 years ago, it was to address things in a different way. Because one of the things that I always find, especially if you're if you're industry listening to this and you're going to shows, you'll know that quite often you don't know who's going to be there. Best practice is to set up meetings beforehand, but generally that's not possible unless you know people already there. When you're military, you don't know how much value the program or the conference is going to be. And so we wanted to change all of that and actually build something that's not just a conference, but a community that continues throughout the entire year that enables engagement on current and near future programs whilst looking at the strategic intent for the longer term. Because a lot of um, conferences do very well with papers and technical papers, which is absolutely needed and fundamental to increase our knowledge in this space, but doesn't necessarily answer people's concerns and challenges in the near term. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Cool. So DSET as well had a different view in that we have set it up to be a program of 95% military and government because actually I was asked to do this by three senior military over a dinner in London. And they said, the trouble is, is that when we go to a conference, we're mostly just listening to industry and we know what they've got. We can see it, but they don't necessarily understand or know what our challenges are right now. So I was like, fine, we'll do that. And that's the correct way around for now. 
who knows in the future, but mm-hmm. it's absolutely what is needed now. And because of that, 70% of our delegation to DSET are military and government. So it's a real environment for working peer-to-peer and internationally as well. We had 32 countries represented at DSET last year, and we're hoping that to continue and grow. Yeah, so industry fund this, but we're also getting more funding now from other agencies. And we are doing lots of initiatives within this in a not-for-profit way to deliver everything that we need as part of this community. So talent, different technologies, looking at the wider space of what we can bring into defence that's already invented. You know, so there's lots of talk around COTS technologies, but we tend to just look at the COTS that have been developed by defence industry rather than the wider world where it's already done and we can exploit that. That's great. And I've been part of the journey just for a few years, I think three or four years now. It's been great to see DSET grow and thrive and like you say, find its feet. Before we go any further, I think it'd be remiss of us not to say where it's being held and dates, etc. Tess? Yeah. So it's at Ashton Gate Stadium in Bristol. We've hired the whole west side of the stadium, so we've got plenty of room. And it's going to be from Monday the 5th of June until Thursday the 8th. And actually, I'll just do a quick rundown of what's happening on those days. So on the first day, we're having a wargaming festival. So last year, we introduced a wargaming play day where most people, if they understand wargaming or have been in wargaming, know that it's normally played with one game in a room with lots of people stroking beards and being serious and having fun. But, you know, it's a one room job. Well, we turned that on its head last year and we had 15 games in the same room and it just was so buzzing. And it was amazing because people could move from game to game, get involved in different areas, swap knowledge. And it also really engaged a lot of younger people. And that's Mm -hmm. really exciting. With our DSET intern program, we invited lots of interns, which we pay for to be there, by the way. So if anybody sponsors the DSET intern program, that's where that money goes. It goes to supporting those young people to come and get involved. We had a 50-50 gender split on that, which is also something important going forwards because we need talent from the widest pool and not where we just traditionally pulled from. So that's Monday and it's it's Wargaming Festival. Come along, play loads of games. It's the industry setup day. So we're hoping they come along, set up their stand and then go upstairs and play loads of war games and get involved. On the Tuesday, that's the first full day of conference. So we have our first full conference stream day. And alongside that, we are also having a war gaming conference to look at more of the tactical delivery of war gaming. We have a panel on strategic wargaming, but we also have practitioners of wargaming from the Royal Navy, etc., who are coming to tell us about their programs, what they're doing and what they're planning for the future. So that's exciting. In the main DSET program, we've got two keynote sessions on that first day because we've got too many senior people to squish into one panel. Awesome. It is really awesome. And again, what we've done is we've really focused on what are the current and near future programs. So we have senior team members and their wider team members coming from those programs to brief on those and get engaged with people at DSET. Then Wednesday, we have another full day of DSET stream. And again, a a really amazing keynote session in the morning with senior team there. And again, we had too many senior team people, so we've had to sprinkle them throughout the program. And alongside that, we have got maritime specific session to look at maritime training. We did that for the first time last year and it was really popular. So we've done it again this year at request. And Thursday is really exciting. I, th- I mean, I think we should just just step back to Wednesday a little bit because I think that is probably the, the most important and the, and, the, and the key 
day of the event. Um, and oh, you miss, oh, yeah, you, sure. I mean, yeah, on, why, why is it the most important day? <laughs> I was going to come back to the highlight. <laughs> you've ruined it now. <laughs> so, okay, so everybody listening, on the Wednesday, for the first time ever, we're having a live podcast recording at DSET, which is the Warfighter podcast. And it will be yeah. the last session of the day before we go into the Defence Women's Action Board social. So you can come and listen to Tom and Colin and actually get to see them, throw buns at them or put some <laughs> buns on the table and then get to come along and have cocktails and dancing afterwards. And that's two of our favorite, most favorite activities. So that's that's perfect, Tess. I mean, I'm going to push across to Colin to give a bit of a plug for the chat. I think credits Tess when we discussed this weeks ago, the one thing Tess gets it and gets what we're trying to do with this slightly different take. I think we're trying to be slightly humorous with this, but there are some serious subjects. So Wednesday afternoon can get a bit heavy and we want it to be a bit lighter. Yeah, tackle some serious topics. So um, a mix of everything. So it should be should be good fun. Thanks again to Tess for letting us do this as a bit of an experiment. It's nice to connect the virtual with the live, isn't it, sometimes? And that's it. And also kudos to Vray, who are the people that are sponsoring the live event. And again, having that vision to go, it's never been done before. Yeah, we'll get behind it and try and make it happen. Very briefly, Colin, what could you just give an overview of the topic and what's going to be covered? Going on from some of our, one of our themes of this season is talking about platforms and really digging into what, what that actually means, how that's going to help the simulation training industry and users and some different views from kind of quite a, a broad range of people. Right, Tess, that is our plug over and done with and back over to you. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So, I mean, there's a lot going on at DSET this year, but that's fine. Um, so, and uh, you are an important part of the community. Thank you. You've always, well, you have always been uh, supporters and um, and been very active members of this community as well. So it's, it's really important that we support your endeavors in this. On the Thursday, we have got a stakeholder day. So we're ditching the conference stream because what also has come out over the last few years is is just how important that direct engagement is between military industry and academia. And so on the Thursday, we are running a very different program. We have got some workshops being run by people like at the Air Force, they're running a gladiator workshop. We have DSTL running two really key workshops in the morning as well. And these are open to everybody that comes along. And then we have a stakeholder afternoon where people can directly engage and go and sit down at program tables with the program officers, their requirement officers, and some of the users to actually talk about what their capabilities can be used for into those programs so that they're on receive, but it's, it's very much a conversational piece. Everything we do at DSET is there to drive engagement. That's the entire point. We're here to get problems solved and challenges solved. We have brought in lots of other areas into DSET to try to solve those challenges by bringing in that knowledge. And we've got, uh, I think, 20 different programs coming for the for the stakeholder program session. So that's going to be quite a lot to get around. And DSTL are running that and they'll also be doing different announcements through that time as well. I've said we've got other things going on. We've also got the Serious Games Showcase and Challenge Europe this year. We launched it earlier this year. It's a affiliated with the Serious Game Showcase Challenge USA, which runs at IETSEC in Orlando. And we are like so stoked to be doing this because it brings in again those tech skills, but also game design skills and looking at requirement skills and learning that education piece, which is really important and, and sometimes gets quite lost. And to educate people about the fact that games are not always games in the fact that they have they can have a purpose and you can learn from not only playing the game, but from building them as well. So we have got six finalists this year. 
and they're going to be on display in the expo area and you'll be able to vote for your favorite game during the show, which is awesome. And we have a team of assessors as well who will be doing a bit of a deeper dive assessment to look at who should be winning each category. One thing I will do a shout out to, I keep saying we're a community and we are, and people are are the most important thing. Our tagline this year is people, collaboration and action. And with that whole thing of people being first, one of the awards this year, which will be a continuing award is the Ernie Romans Memorial Trophy. Ernie was a fantastic member of our simulation training community in North America in the Canadian Armed Forces. And we have set up this trophy in his honour and it's going to be for the most fun game because he was a really big fun person as well as being a brilliant professional. So all of those things we're bringing together and We have got Ernie's widow and colleagues coming over to present that trophy. So that's really special. And we're really chuffed about that. Other networking opportunities. We have got different things and different demos happening every lunchtime. We've got about seven to nine hours of networking every day in addition to the conference. On the Tuesday evening, we have an awards evening, which everyone's invited to again, and uh, the hospitality sorted. So please come, you know, with a beer or a Diet Coke in hand. Other refreshments are available. Uh, I feel like it's like my BBC impartiality coming through. So that's really fantastic and really fun. And we finish at eight o'clock doing that so that everybody's then got time to go off to dinner. And Bristol's a really fantastic place for eating out as well. If if people haven't been to Bristol before, it's a really vibrant, really young city. And um, yes, I think that I've covered nearly everything. Is there anything that I have not covered? Uh, I mean, mean, we'll talk about where they can find the additional information if they need to, but I think that was a really good uh, flavor. And and, and the key takeaway for me, for me, for new to the industry, you know, three or four years ago was it just felt like a really welcoming place to go to. And also, it's not like I give you too many many compliments here, but it felt like it was all running very smoothly every year. But I know for for, for a fact how much hard work, having spoken to you over the last few weeks, how much hard work and detail that goes into it to make it look as smooth as it does. So, um, and finally, Bristol, yeah. If you could do go to Bristol and you're new, I'd definitely recommend going to the Cider Barge because why wouldn't you want to go and drink cider on a barge in Bristol? In the West Country, you know, it's kind of perfect, <laughs> isn't it? There, there is actually something that I, I, I would like to expand on and that's the Defence Women's Action Board. So we have set up the Defence Women's Action Board as a not-for-profit to enable funding to get things fixed for women in the armed forces and in defence. So if you are a woman in defence, and by that I mean somebody who is serving, somebody who's a veteran, somebody who is in industry or academia or about to go into academia with this with this focus. Or if you are an armed forces spouse or partner, you are all women in defense. And this is not to replace any of the networks because they are awesome and they do their own thing. And in fact, we've got lots of the, the women's networks coming to DSET this year for exactly that reason. This is to be a hub of action to actually get things done because of that, we're having a meeting on the Thursday morning, which is also free to come to, to actually address all of these issues and actually get some actions out of the door. And we're looking at the social value piece for industry as well with all of this, especially now that uh, social value is 10 to 20% of lots of the larger bids going into the armed forces, which we know about. Perfect. That's just yes, another example of where you're looking to add that value because your passion for the industry. There are more, but I think we'll, we'll we'll cut it there. And before we come back to you, Tess, and ask you about where they can they find more information, other than of course the show notes, Colin, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, but I think that was a good intro. Something for everyone at DSET, I'd say. Thanks, and I do think you're right about the environment. We're professional but relaxed. There are no VIPs. Everybody is with everybody. 
And at lunchtime, you might be sat next to major general so-and-so or young student from a university. The whole point is that everybody has access to everybody and their talent and their knowledge. Apart from the Warfighter podcast host, of course. Yeah, exactly. Again, I might actually find will be available for I <laughs> will be available for autographs between 3.30 and 4.15. I'm going to shut you guys in the organizer's office if you're not careful. <laughs> we would love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other buttons to press because I am. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Tess, thank you so much for your time. You can have the honor of closing off the episode, but please feel free to give any plugs to socials or websites that are relevant. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Please go to dset.co.uk for our full program and our exhibitors. We've got over 60 exhibitors this year, which is amazing. Um, We've got more than 85 speakers. Please go and look at at all of that. We're on Twitter at dset underscore event. And on LinkedIn, we've got a LinkedIn group where it's very active. And if you have things that are relevant to this environment, please do go and post in those because it's about sharing knowledge and making those connections. Thank you very much. See you at the event. See you then.